the Body Confidence Talk Show with Denise Cardenas. Welcome to the Body Confidence Talk Show. I am so excited to have a very special guest with me, Dr. Janelle Henry. Welcome, Janelle. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much, Denise. I'm so excited to be here and with your audience so we could talk about this important topic. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, of course. You were the first person I thought of. But before we continue, I want to introduce you. So Dr. Janelle Henry is a CEO and founder and licensed psychologist at the Women Rights Psychological and Wellness Centers, which that's where she's at right now, her beautiful office, <laughs> located in Southern California. So if you are in the area, definitely stop by. I've been there and it's amazing. Okay, the Women Rights Integrated Wellness Center specialized in women's mental health, wellness across the lifespan. So I wanted to make sure I emphasize that because when I first met you, Janelle. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we met at this coffee shop and it was an amazing location, first of all. And um, I just remember you telling me about your journey and like, when you were just getting started with the center. I can't right? believe it. It's, yes. it's wild. It's wild. Yes. And I just, when I heard you say why you started it, I just felt like you really wanted to empower women and yes. really educate them in their wellness. I feel like this is yes. something that so many of us do, are not educated, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So share with our audience, you know, what is, why is wellness, you know, self-care, all these wonderful things, maybe you're better at explaining this, like, why is it so important to focus on this as women? I know men too, but, you know, why do you think this is so important? Yes. Thank, thank you, Denise. And I really appreciate um, just your openness and willingness to dive into wellness. And that's such a great question. And one of the reasons why I feel like it's so important, especially for women, is because oftentimes in our culture and society, from like a very young age, we get the message that we need to be doing everything for others. Mm -hmm. And even if we love and care about our loved ones and those that are in our lives, sometimes we do that at the expense of our own health and wellness. And so along the journey, we lose connection with what we need and creating space for us to be able to recharge, restore, and nurture ourselves so that we can actually be there in the way that we want to and show up in our lives and support others in the way that we want to so that we could really thrive, right? Moving from that survival mindset to the actually thriving mindset, which is different, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like as women, since little girls, we're always conditioned, like we're there for others. Yes. I know I've seen that with my mom, especially my mom. I see it in my sister and it's just like a constant thing. And we think we're selfish. Why do you think like we were so conditioned this way? (laughs) Yes, such a great question. And there's so many different layers to it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When I think about traditional gender roles and just historically, like when I think about the sociopolitical movements and the feminine feminist movement, Mm -hmm. right? It's like these messages, regardless if we agree with them or not, they're all around us Mm -hmm. and we internalize them right? It's like, I'm in the environment, right? Even I think about like, for example, with air quality, right? 
when I'm breathing, I can do my best to like be mindful and like go to areas that have clean air, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be also impacted by my environment. Right. And so for all of us, like we consistently see these messages reflected in the media. And then you mentioned your sister, your mother, right? For our families, our cultures, right? Mm -hmm. It's like taught down and passed down from generation to generation. And then it becomes like our only way of thinking about how it could be, right? Right. Um, And in some instances, it's been about survival, right? I didn't have an option to take care of myself. Taking care of myself meant that like my family would be negatively impacted or my life would be negatively impacted, right? And so Mm. it's so multidimensional, which is why it's so important to really reevaluate that now for ourselves, especially in 2023. Yeah, that's such a great point that you mentioned. It is survival for a lot of us, you know, like that's all, that's all we can do because whatever our situation is, right? Yes. So let's kind of step back. Like, I know we talked about this before, but like, why did you, why was this your mission? Like to educate Mm -hmm. women? Like, where did this come from really? Like for you to be like, this is, this is my calling. Oh, absolutely. So both personally and professionally, this, I want to answer that question. So first personally, um, and I've shared this with other audiences that I've spoken with in my family, like looking back, my great grandmother she actually um, died probably I it was like she must have been about 47 I believe it was 47 Um, very young very young and in oral history in our family it was because she worked herself too hard and in oral history like she worked herself to death essentially Mm -hmm. Um, so unfortunately I, I never had a chance to meet her, but I also know that my grandmother, um, she died older, but also younger. Um, and a part of that was like cardiac arrest as well. And so in a personal way in my family and in our family's history, like this is a part of the story, right? Like working really hard, um, being really stressed and not having the space to be able to take care of oneself or for that to be reinforced, right? Mm -hmm. And then professionally, you share a little bit about my background as a psychologist. I've worked in mental health for for so many years, over 20 years, and therapy, talk therapy, being able to have that space and create that space is so important. But there was a piece that was missing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. This integration with all the other aspects that also contribute to our wellness, our mental and emotional health is so important and it, it correlates with everything else. Mm-hmm. And there's these other avenues as well that I saw in the field weren't being integrated in the sense of working together, being able to support women from an angle that essentially was one-stop shop mm-hmm. that worked for people. Because oftentimes with our schedules, especially as women, we're doing so much, you know, I would make referrals and say, hey, you should visit this nutritionist. And then I would follow up and someone would say, hey, like, I didn't get a chance to go or I don't really know, like, it's far, my schedule. And so I really wanted to work to create a space that was a one-stop shop as well. I love that integration. You're so right, because we can have sessions, we can, you know, talk it through what we're going through but it's more than that right like in order to really 
have that change within ourselves, we have to take those steps. And that's something I personally had to learn. You know, yes. I, was, I was like, oh, yes, I want all of us, change. right? Yeah, I want to change, you know, like, you know, I want to be the better version of myself. I would listen to things, I would have sessions, you know, and things like that and talk it out. I was like, yes, yes, it's really hitting home. But once you go back to your normal environment, it's like you just go back to your your back to your normal self like you were, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you hit it on the head because it's so much easier said than done, right? Yeah. I can know I want to be a better version of myself, but how do I actually put that into practice, right? Mm-hmm. Where can I get support to work on that area of my life because it all impacts the other you know the mind the body Mm -hmm. um, all of those aspects yeah and you know a lot that's why I feel like a lot of people don't do it because it is a big change like you have to be like mentally emotionally like physically prepared for the changes and that's something that I know I embarked in like someone like that is going into this is listening maybe to this conversation like what would you recommend them to take the first what's the first step to their wellness yes excellent so one of the things that we love to suggest is starting with identifying your why Mm -hmm. you're wanting to thrive you're wanting to be more well you're wanting to improve and elevate your wellness but what's your why for doing it what do you actually want right is it having more energy to spend time with your children is it being able to live in your purpose more boldly right is it being able to feel stronger in your body right mm-hmm. so that you can do the thing that is most valuable to you do so you want to stop Maybe if you're somebody that likes to write, journaling, a little activity to journal, or even just taking time to reflect and writing down can help us, right? Mm -hmm. Taking time to reflect and say, okay, what is my actual why for doing this? Is it because I think I have to? Right, right. You know, (laughs) or what what am I going to gain from this? Mm -hmm. Because when we're, we're wanting to implement change, you know, we're looking at like the benefits and the cost, right? It may be uncomfortable, but really tapping into what the goal is and defining that is going to be such a helpful starting point for anyone, wherever you are. On your path. Yeah. I love that you said that. Like, honestly, I wasn't even expecting you going into your why. So that was like, oh yeah, going into your why. That's, that's an obvious one. And, it, and it's so interesting because when I first started in this journey, yeah, I started because I wanted to create a business, a successful business. Yes. And, you know, so I started working with someone and, you know, they kept on going back to, hey, focus on yourself, like your inner work, focus on, you know, self-care. So I'm like, what does that have to do with my business? (laughs) Like, excuse me, like, this is not why I hired you. (laughs) And it's so funny, like how that all happened. And it's so true. Like it, it all comes together. It all comes together. So my why was my business at first. You know, I wanted to create a successful yes. business, work from home. I have a daughter, so I wanted to be more hands-on, you yes. know, I was getting older. So that was always my why. So I wanted to share that because, you know, it doesn't have to be right away about yourself because I feel like it just yes. guided me there somehow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Because like you mentioned, like, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, 
if that was me it's just like why is this important why do I have to focus on me exactly <laughs> right right it's so true yeah so there's so many different situations I feel like it's not just one right answer I feel like it's just all depends on your situation and it could be the yes. smallest little things that you can do for yourself right that can make such a big difference yes yes you know, I was just um, speaking with a client not too long ago, and we were talking about how hard it is to stay in the present. And so even for five minutes, right, doing mm -hmm. a mindfulness or meditation totally. for five minutes. And so, you know what, we started with like, okay, let's just have a goal of one minute a day. Mm -hmm. It sounds maybe micro or small to others, but depending on where you are, it's a practice. It's a muscle, you know, you build it and you got to start somewhere. He really is. So let's talk about the, you know, staying in the present. I feel like such a great topic because I feel like yeah. it's something we all struggle. I know I do. It's just, yes. so what is really being in the present? Like, you know, what, what is that? Like, is there like a definition to it? <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's a lot of different um, practices and definitions, like specifically about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my favorite is by um, John Kabat-Zinn that talks about like paying attention on purpose, right? Like mm -hmm. I love that essential part mm -hmm. of the definition because it allows us to really focus on not just like what's happening in the future, but really allowing ourselves to focus on like the present moment, right? Mm -hmm. And so a good question to ask is where is my mind right now? Right. Mm -hmm. um, what am I thinking about? Am I thinking about tomorrow? What I have to do? Or am I allowing myself to really experience, you know, sitting on the chair, right? Taking a walk. Am I engaged with my five senses, right? What do I hear along my walk? Being in the present moment. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. I'm specifically open to and fully engaged uh, mentally, um, heart, soul in what's happening right now. And what does that do to us? Like when we're like, like that, like in that moment? Oh man, so many benefits, right? I feel like we hear it everywhere. Mindfulness, mindfulness, right? Right, right. But it's like, I feel like not a lot of people like really elaborate of like, yes. what is mindfulness really? Like, what, yes. what will that do for you? Because I feel like it's now becoming like, like the trend, right? Like is it yes. a new trend now, like be mindful, you know, but what does that really mean? Like, what is the benefits to us if we yes. embark on that? Because it's not an easy practice because there's so no. much scatter all over us, right? Work, yes. kids, you know, so many things at once. So I feel like, you know, myself, I had to be convinced. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> why it was so important for me right why put this into practice right like, why i have so many other things yeah. why am i going to add one more thing to it yes yeah and it is such so hard right like we have mm -hmm. so much on our plate i love yeah. what you said because that's the reality right even yeah. for myself it's like you know i'm doing this and i'm doing that and i might be really busy but at the same time like being in the moment and really slowing down like you said it's such a practice and it has to be intentional Right. right. And I'm always on the go, go, go. So I feel like living in a city, it's a whole different thing, right? Because we're always on yes. the go, go, go. Well, even exactly. living in Northern America. <laughs> exactly. Right. The in Western general. culture. Yes. Right. That, that sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, some of the benefits, there's a host of benefits, right? 
one, you know, you're really able to reduce your stress. You know, there's physical benefits, right? When it comes to um, improving like immunity, right? Mm-hmm. Improving your ability to focus and pay attention, your concentration, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to really decrease an activated nervous system. Right? So when we think about moving through our world, even when we think about emotionally, sometimes something can happen and we like react, right? Mm -hmm. And so practicing something like mindfulness gives us an opportunity. It gives us some space to actually be able to respond to something, right? -hmm. Right? So it kind of slows it down for Mm -hmm. us, um, allows us to decrease anxiety, right? Um, Improve all of those things. So the list goes on and on. It goes on, yeah. There's been so much research, right? We're also looking at benefits in the brain, right? So Mm -hmm. seeing how that maps out and those that maybe do six to 12 weeks of mindfulness training, how it changes the physiology of their brain because of our neuroplasticity. Wow, that's that's really amazing. Like just putting the science behind it, right? I feel like that's when you, if people are like, why would you do that? But I feel like it just, a lot of people who don't believe and they see the science part of it, it really puts it together, you know? Yes. I know for myself, I started reading this book with Joe Dispensia and, and, you know, he combines the science with like healing and so forth, but hearing the science part of things is so interesting because I'm like, oh my God, this is why, how our brain works and why it's so important to do this. So I I love that. I love that, you know, that aspect of it, because like I said, like I had to be convinced. Yes. And you're not alone, right? People are like mindful. Why do I need to do that? Like, no. What does that do? I, exactly. I, I love that. So, you know, what are something else like? Because I know let's go into like self care aspect of it. Because I know this mm-hmm. is something I personally have struggled with, and yeah. I didn't realize I wasn't taking care of my body. Um, yeah. physically and anything like where I would like be sluggish and just like not not loving myself like loving my body and really being yes. I guess present in my body in tune with my body yeah um what do you recommend someone who maybe doesn't have the awareness of it because I had to be pointed out that mm. you know about that yeah. part of ourselves that we don't focus on as women yes yes so you know you're mentioning like you realize for you, like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, what is it? Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, right. So something to think about and to consider just to even start off is taking a moment to reflect on how do I actually talk about internally? And what do I say like about my body? Mm -hmm. And When I think about every day, you know, whether you're getting up or you're going to, you're getting ready for something, or maybe you're getting up out of bed, like what is that self-talk that happens, right? Like when you look at yourself in a photo, what is the comment and the thought that follows, right? Right. Is it like, oh my goodness, I look so fat or Mm -hmm. I look so short or tall, right? Um, Is it, I'm comparing often to everybody else do I have that internal dialogue when I'm eating? Like, oh, you know, you're such a this or you're such a that, right? Or that's terrible, right? What is that internal dialogue and self-talk? Bring your awareness to it. 
Because oftentimes we don't realize how we actually talk about ourselves internally. Even if we're someone who's like, oh, I feel confident. But how do you really talk about yourself? How do you really feel in your body? Do you feel confident? Do you feel empowered? Or do you feel like, oh, I feel um, lethargic and and I don't have energy and I'm just um, whatever you judge yourself for. Right. You know, it's it's interesting you said that, like, I'm like, oh, I'm confident. This is, I think this is why the reason I hate that term, uh, fake it until you make it. (laughs) Yes. yes. I don't hear so much, but I was like, it doesn't sit well with me because I'm like, that means you're just externally pretending you're this person, but internally you're like not even close to it. <laughs> yes. And it takes energy to fake it till you make it, right? Yes. So I'm just like, oh, when you said that, like, oh, I'm confident. Yeah. Because I've always yeah. felt like when I talk about this now, I'm being so open about it. People are like, yes, I would never imagine you having, you know, feeling self-conscious about your body and who you are yeah. and so forth, because you're always on camera or whatever, you know? Yeah, I was like, yeah, but internally, I had to realize no, because this was stopping me from showing up, I might show up here, but then I would disappear or I would just like, you know, maybe go like, just didn't want to be doing anything with my business or maybe step away from my family or friends. No, it's, it's those, those moments that I realized I don't like that anymore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, I'm like, I want to feel good about myself no matter what. Yes. I love that. And I think so inspiring and so incredible. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. And that it's a process, 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 (laughs) progress. Exactly. (laughs) It really is. And what we know, what we see is like, it inspires others around us too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we make that decision, you know, it impacts the generations under us and the generations above us. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. It's definitely like, it's, and I'm learning so much because a mm-hmm. lot, you know, I might have this awareness now. And I feel like that's the, the first step for me that was like, okay, awareness, you know, yeah. But I'm learning so much because there's so much out there that I had no idea about. So someone who is like having this awareness and like wants to, you know, focus more on self-care, like what do you recommend them to start going toward, like doing for themselves, like baby steps, I feel. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that could be really helpful, you know, getting started, you know, yes, you have this awareness. I need to work on this. Mm-hmm. But it's starting to really notice, like, what for me is, what sensations come up for me? Doing mm-hmm. different things, right? What is positive or, or um, pleasurable for me? What is not? You know, when do I feel, like, my best, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's noticing these little aspects, right? It gives you something to kind of start with, right? Because if I'm thinking about how do I take care of myself? How do I feel more embodied? How do I do these things in my body? A part of it is yes, raising our awareness, but then also paying attention to when do I actually like feel good? When do I feel most confident? Right. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because it wasn't like a really a general, like do this. It was more like you have to go back to within yourself and figure yes. out, okay, what is something that feels good about you like that you do? Yes. I love that you said that because yeah, there's no like one right way or wrong way. 
because I feel like there's so many like people oh you gotta do this you gotta do that and it's like what direction to go but it all comes down to us like what feels good to us yes exactly yeah like how do you want to feel do you want to feel like strong do you want to feel like when do you feel like in other words like oh I'm like really feeling myself right yeah right right. like (laughs) what does that look like right you know you'll see you'll see posts on social media like oh I felt good today you know Mm -hmm. um and so what is that for you right so that we can help reconnect it yeah, I love that you said that. I just interviewed actually a stylist a couple of weeks ago. And the reason yeah. I, I interviewed her is because it was just one of those smallest little tips that she was sharing of what yeah. type of clothes to wear, not wear, but like how to make your body, um, based on your body type, like how you mm. should wear your blouse or what type of jeans and so forth so you could feel more confident. And it's just so funny. Yeah. That small little thing that I just followed made such a difference. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, dressing up, you know, putting on makeup, it makes me feel, like feel it makes me feel empowered, you know? Like it's yes. there's nothing wrong with that. I you know? love that. Yeah. So it's just based on like what you feel good about. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting that that when we think about like what makes us feel good, right? I think about how like the world's definition of like beauty and what you should aspire Mm -hmm. for and those standards, it's like, you know, it's like you're, you're winning or losing. You can't win or you can't lose. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to think about, okay, what is beautiful to you? What is confident to you? Because, you know, every, everybody else can't define it for you. I love that you said that because it's so true. And I feel like it's something that we all have to embrace because with the media, everything like this is beautiful. Like you have to strive for this look, for this body. And in reality, like not even twins look alike. (laughs) (laughs) Fraternal or not, you know? Like like that's one of the biggest things and that I, I personally have to like, figure out myself is because that is a self-conscious things I always had like I was always the tallest person I'm 5'10 and as a little girl like I've always been so tall like alone that I always felt like an outsider and felt like yes oh my god and I feel like now at 37 like I have a daughter she's 11 so I'm like oh my god I would hate for her to feel that way you know like how can I help her embrace like her beauty who she is she doesn't have to look like everyone else around her Yes. Yeah. Such a great question, you know, and I think it it goes back to a couple of things. One in your role and like, because you're like, you know, you're in her life, you're someone that she looks up to, you can model for her, like Mm -hmm. what it's like to really like appreciate and love your body Mm -hmm. so that she hears it, you know, when you're like, you're doing this work and you're like, oh, I love, you know, I really love my smile today. You know, I love the way my eyes sparkle when I wear this color, right? Right. And your daughter is able to hear that, right? They're able to internalize that as well. And so hearing the way that you talk to yourself mm-hmm. enables them to internalize that positive voice and appreciative voice for their own beauty as well. Yeah, because I mean, I know growing up, my mom was always in diets. She like would always criticize mm-hmm. her body, you know, and just yeah. along with friends, sometimes I got to the point like, oh my God, like this is all we talk about, how our body looks, how can we change it? 
and it's just like wow like it's it's so ingrained in so many ways I think the more I'm aware of this and like more I'm educating myself in this I never realize yeah. how it's all over all over right everywhere we look right everywhere we look and you know, in the beginning, you and I were talking about for a moment about like the lifespan and being empowered on the lifespan. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm working with older women, you know, mm-hmm. particularly those that have attributed a lot of their value and worth to their physical body, mm-hmm. right? It can be such a challenge to go through the aging process, right? And really redefine who am I and what's my value outside of how I am physically or how I think I should be physically, right? And so it's not just in, you know, in our younger years, but Mm -hmm. also in our midlife and older years, it's like, how, how do I still have value? Even if I look different than I did when I was in my twenties, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not just one aspect, but it's all these different parts of the lifespan. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting you said that because the more conversations I have, the more interviews I do with podcasts, it always comes down to your worthiness, like how worthy you feel of yourself. Because I never realized that our value was always connected to our looks as women. Like I never (laughs) realized that. Yes. Oh my God. Like I'm, you know, unless, you know, someone tells me I'm beautiful or considers me beautiful, that means, you know, I'm worthy. If not, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm not at those standards. Yes, exactly. Right. And it's something we don't even realize or even think about. I feel like we've been brainwashed. Oh, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it can pretty much be, feel like that and be like that, right? It's like, yes. so that's a, that's a big thing you can do too, is how do I really critically assess the messages I receive and like what the truth in that is, right? Mm-hmm. And re- rejecting that mentality. Right. Like, I know it's, it's such a hard question to ask, but like, how do you start that? Like, because this is such a huge thing to unravel, right? Mm-hmm. And really work on. It's like, how can I feel worthy of myself without, I guess, all these external sites? Because I feel like we feel worthy if if someone compliments us, like it's always some external thing where we feel validated, like, okay, we're good. But I feel like, how can we feel worthy just knowing who we are? Like, like I am worthy. I don't need anyone else to validate that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. And I'd say to start with recognizing and appreciating the whole you, Mm -hmm. right? You know, when we, when we look at like what we really love or appreciate sometimes we can really focus on like physical aspects, which Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with like really loving aspects of your physical self, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the body you're born in, right? And so, but what else, right? What is it connected to? What does it represent, right? What are the aspects of your character that are inner, Mm -hmm. your inner like value? Recognize that when you're looking in the mirror, right? Um, maybe for example, you're like, you know, I really, really appreciate like my arms Mm -hmm. and I do because they have held and hugged all the people that are most important to me in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like going beyond the surface to really look at like, who am I? Right. Um, and what, what is most valuable about me besides like what I do or what I look like. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're so right because it is the first thing. Like, okay, like the first. I think the first thing people think about is like, oh, how does my body look? Because this is how it's supposed mm. to look. But we never ask like, oh, what our body actually does really for us. Yes, our arms, our legs, everything. Like we really, I know personally myself. I know I haven't where I don't appreciate them until it's gone. Right. Like, I'm yes. like, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of us, when something happens, part of our body, this we're like, oh my God, I never really appreciated it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's never too late to start. Right. No, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like the older we get, we always feel like, oh, it's too late now. You know, you know, I know people here like, oh, you're just 37. I, I'm like, I get it. But I, in today's society, when women hit like 30, <laughs> yes, you have to have a supposedly certain thing in life, right? Mm -hmm. And it has to look this certain way. If not, we all, I know I have, it's like, I would beat myself up. It's like, oh my God, I'm not married. I don't have this, you know, this and that. Uh -huh. So like, what do you tell women that are in that moment, like 30, 40, 50, so forth? Like, it's never too late to work on yourself. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes we get that message, right? Mm -hmm. But our season and our path is throughout each decade, right? Mm -hmm. What is meant for us and our path is going to look different for every person. And so every decade, every year is an opportunity, not every year, every day is an opportunity mm -hmm. to really create and live the life that you want, right? Because it's never too late. You have so much life to live no matter what decade you're in. And it, everybody's path is different. And when we focus on what's for us and what is within our hearts and what we're wanting, right, moving forward, it really helps us shift that focus from what people are doing to my left and to my right, right? Mm -hmm. I think about it kind of like a field of wildflowers, right? Like we're all so full of beauty, right? So different, so unique, so diverse. And we all bring a different aspect to the world. But if I'm focused on how that flower looks over there and like what, when their season to bloom is and you know what I mean, like yes. then, or like, you know, if the florist is going to pick them, right. It's right. Like, right. You know, it, it takes away from, you know, my ability to enjoy the sunshine as a flower and to really take in its rays and to enjoy the community that I'm in, right? And I'm saying that metaphorically, but essentially we can do that same thing, right? We're so focused on what's happening to the left or to the right that we don't take the time to recognize that in this specific season, I can blossom something that I want to blossom, right? What am I, what is the season of my life going to look like? And so it's a reframe of the mind and a mindset shift. Yeah, definitely. And you're so right. Like, I feel like, and I know I'm so guilty of this. Like, I would always compare myself to others, especially at age. Like, I always had this mm -hmm. thing with age. Like, at this age, I'm going to have this. At this age, I'm going to uh -huh. have that. And then, like, yeah, a lot of a, us do that. And yes. you have a wake-up call. It's like, I'm not there. So, like, you get to this depression mode of, like, oh, my God, I'm a yes. failure or, you know, I'm unworthy. This is why I don't have this and so forth. So, we have this comparison. Yeah. And I feel like social media does that so well, you know? Oh, oh my. I, I know. Yes. I, I do. It's a big I, one. I, I'm on social media all the time because of my business, and I get yeah. it, but... I feel like there is negative sides of, of social media 
you know, where there is this comparison so much because, you know, of course people are only going to post the, the, the beautiful side of things of life. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That we forget to be like, you know, they're human beings. And I feel like that's a big part that I have to, and I'm still working on it. I have to catch myself. I'm comparing myself again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And having that awareness is such a key piece, right? Mm. And realizing what am I consuming and having and looking at it with like a critical eye, right? The critical eye being, this isn't the reality all the time for everyone, Mm -hmm. right? You know, somebody, there's so many things that people struggle with that we don't know about and what they're dealing with and what I'm dealing with, it could be so different. So maybe they're doing something that you want to do, but it doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do that. Right. 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 It might look different and that's, yes. that's okay. And that's totally okay. Yeah. That's something I, I definitely have to have. I'm still learning to like release that part of myself because I feel like it's an ongoing yeah. thing. Like it is, it, it is. And that's another thing that I, I've had these aha moments. It's like, okay, there's no, this per, I, I had this thing of like, perfection like it mm. like it, ha- it had to be perfect like you know yeah you have, you have to have this perfect life like in order to have this success I guess you want to call it in life and yeah business, you had no problems <laughs> no. Oh, man. right that's like one of the biggest solutions yes it's like oh well I'm not perfect yeah you know like yeah. I'm still dealing with this and now I'm realizing life is like ebb and flow you know like and yes mountains and valleys mm-hmm. mountains and valleys absolutely yeah and this is like a constant thing you know and you know I knew your psychologist and I feel like it's so important because getting help is going to that because as women we feel like oh we can do it all like we we can't you know I, and I always think of my mom because my mom has this thing where she doesn't do this she's gonna be so mad I'm giving her an example but <laughs> I always be like, why do you do this to yourself? Every time she feels sick or anything mm-hmm. like that, she 10 times works like cleaning the house or doing all these big projects. Yes. Those her weak, weakest, right? And she doesn't ask for help, right? Because yeah. she wants to prove something to herself. It's mainly herself, right? So women do this all the time. Right. It's just like we don't ask for help. Mm-hmm. We were okay. conditioned that we should handle everything. We should take care of everyone. Have it all together. Have it all together. Like mm-hmm. what can someone do? Get to that point. I guess it's not like a right a wrong way to go about it, but like how can you encourage someone to actually get help? Yeah. Yeah. If it's a friend or somebody that you see, right? Like, okay. I know that this person is struggling, you know, I know that they could benefit from help or even for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm struggling. I need help. I can't do this alone. It's reminding yourself that and throughout our lives, there are seasons of giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is a time for you where you allow yourself to receive, right? And reminding yourself that there always throughout our life, there's always a time that we need support no matter who you are, where you come from, no one goes through the journey alone. And so reminding yourself, maybe this is my season. And if you're feeling fearful or afraid, bring a friend with you, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, say you have to make that phone call and you feel like, I don't know what to say. Like, maybe you can call with your friend and mm-hmm. they could support you, even if they're not saying anything. It's so interesting you said that you don't know what to say, because when I started this healing journey of mine, I had no idea what I was needed to heal or like, I didn't even know it was healing. I was, I needed. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Recognizing it is such a thing. Recognize it because I feel like, I mean, I started this probably seven years ago and mental health and wellness wasn't like this popular thing that now I'm so glad everybody's talking about. Yes, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So I know this conversation is not new, but I feel like it's it has to be repeated over and over just as much as we have to remind ourselves. <laughs> oh, 100%. Especially the stigma that still exists, right? Yes. Even though we talk about getting support, getting help, right? Mm-hmm. There's still mm-hmm. so much stigma about it whether it's through therapy, right? The mm-hmm. stigma of getting mental health support or even asking others for help, right? You know, yeah. I work with also with a lot of um, mothers and, you know, sometimes we talk about like who's in their support system mm-hmm. and how can they get support? And sometimes there can be a lot of shame about needing to ask because they're like, well, how did my mother do it? And my grandmother, or maybe mm-hmm. the mother or grandmother or auntie said, well, I did that you know, and I had all of this and I did that. So you're going to have to just suck it up and keep moving. Right. And so then there can be this internalized shame of like, Oh, like I'm not handling it. You know, there's something wrong with me. I'm flawed. Right. I'm not a good enough mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I definitely have felt that, you know, and I always used to hear all the times like, well, you know, you're not the only one, you're not the only one that goes through that. You know, mm-hmm. which is some comfort, but at the same time, you feel like, oh man, I'm not handling this well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're like, what am I not doing? What am I not doing right to handle this? You know, mm-hmm. I love that you said that. And also, what caught my attention, you're like receiving, receiving. Yeah. It is the hardest thing ever receiving. I never realized that, that, that personally myself, I didn't know how to receive. And even a yes. compliment. Yes. Yes, you bounce it back, bounce or, it you know, reject back. it some way. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh my God, I do not know how to receive. And I like how you said that because you bounce it back. That that was me. Like, oh, you look so pretty. Oh, you do too. Like, it's yes. not, don't even really allow yourself to take it in. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> and then what changes when you do, right? Like, just notice how that feels mm-hmm. in your body. Right. You allow yourself to receive right? Whether it's a compliment, whether it's like support from another person in your family or, you know, a therapist or someone else in your life, like, what does it feel like to receive? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mm-hmm. big advocate of, of getting support and, and I'm not against like family or friends, but I feel like getting an outside perspective, someone who doesn't know you mm-hmm. so much more powerful. And I'm saying that by experience. Yes, yes. Because a lot of times our family has their own issues, you know, their own struggles that they're dealing with and like their own beliefs too. Yes, yes. And their perspective may be biased, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're in your life. They know you. um, And having a third party that's objective, that is able to be in that like professional relationship can be very, very powerful and healing. 
for many people. And I know I'm biased, but I recommend it. I think everybody should have a therapist, right? I agree um, with everybody you. Sh- yeah. Yeah, I agree with you because, I mean, we can't do this alone, no matter the stigmas, you know, that you mentioned. You know, let's talk about the stigmas a little bit. Like, what are the top three stigmas that you always hear about mental health and wellness and all this stuff? Mm, yeah, big a big one um, that I'm, I'm weak or I'm not strong mm-hmm. enough, right? That's a big one. Um, I should be able to handle it. And my family's business i need to keep that within the family and not um, share that yes i could relate to that one i mean i, I could relate to all three but that one really hit home because i would hear over and over like you know your personal problems is your own business like no one yes that. yes and for those that struggle with perfectionism mm-hmm. it's like Oh, it means I'm not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. It means I'm not good enough. Like there's some when in actuality. Yes. When in actuality, it takes so much strength um, to seek support because none of us are perfect. Like none, like we're human. And there's like a lot of beauty in that. Mm-hmm. Accepting mm-hmm. one's humanity and acknowledging that, you know, each each person, their experience, like it's okay to be like a beautiful mess, right? Like, yeah. We're human, we're messy, right? Mm-hmm. We're growing, which is why that that hashtag progress over perfection is so, you know, yes. growing and popular because it's real. It's real. I feel like people are just like got tired of like this, I guess I'm gonna say fake fakeness that we were all doing, you know? Yes. For for so long because that's yeah. how we were raised to be. Like, don't show any flaws, don't say you're weak or anything like that. Yeah, or you bring know? shame to your family. Shame to your family. Yeah, I, I feel like family has a lot <laughs> <laughs> that we have to like. Um, how do you say this? Like, unravel all these beliefs that we created in our family. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just passed yeah. down. You know, from generation to generation. I'm sure you hear that a lot in your sessions. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we each, like, we all have our own um, beginnings, our own, you know, experiences in our family, our own attachment experiences, right? We all have our own traumas and things that shape our view and way of the world and not just our way of the world, but also ourselves, right? Mm. And so just like it took a lifetime for us to establish these beliefs, right? Yeah. Give give ourselves compassion that it takes time to, you know, shift our mindset. It takes time to um, think differently, to do differently. You know, our behavior doesn't always match what we want, right? Um, and so give give yourself some compassion for all of us, right? Yeah, definitely. I always have to, I have to remember, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the things I'm always impatient. You're like, I've been working mm. on this. Why is this still triggering me? Yes, you know? yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it's healing, right? It's healing. Healing. Yes, yes. So, so definitely patience is, is definitely one of them. I had another one, but it just kind of went away. Maybe I wasn't meant to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, patience is definitely one of them. It's, it's, it's so important. And having compassion for yourself, like that's, that's a new thing for me. Having compassion for myself. Like I could be, I didn't realize how mean I could be to myself. 
Yeah. We do it automatically sometimes, right? It's automatic. It's, it could be just the smallest little thing. Like you tell yourself just words, you know, mm-hmm. that you could be so mean to yourself. I think that's what I was going to mention about um, how one thing that I realized that when I was dealing with a lot of like beliefs that I like learn as a child and so forth from family, I always thought my issues weren't not only say as important, but not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I feel that was one of the biggest things because I felt like trauma was like trauma, trauma, like, you know, someone, you know, was yeah. abused as a child or something like that. So I felt like yeah. my, my things weren't a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that because in case someone else is listening, they're like, well, my problems are not a big deal. Like, I could do it myself, but that's what I used to think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Like the smallest thing that I was like, oh my God, that made me believe that I was this. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it thinks that as a child that we, we, we see it differently as an adult now. But yeah. I didn't realize how much that small little thing that I thought it was in a big deal, like shaped my adulthood. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we each have different memories, you know, um, experiences that do shape the way that we view ourselves and others. Yeah. And so when we're in these situations that come up or show up for ourselves, you know, that past, you know, child, right, our child self, mm-hmm. our inner child or versions, um, can bring different beliefs based on what we've experienced, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it can be helpful to have that support to to really view um, our our perspective, right? Are there any like blind spots, or are we being you know harmful to ourselves or unhelpful in how we talk mm-hmm. to ourselves? And yeah, it's a process. It really is. 100%. Yeah, it's not like one solution. I feel like it's it's unravels. I feel like once I started this, it was like one thing after another started unraveling more and more. <laughs> yes, yes. You're like, oh, this, I want to work on this too. Yes, it was like so much. That, even things that I didn't realize would come up. <laughs> yeah, yes. We're so complex, right? As oh, human definitely. Beings. And we bring so much um, to our adult lives, also like to our world, right? We're so mm-hmm. complex. Yeah. And so the more we understand and have compassion for where we are and our common humanity, mm-hmm. but then also like know that we have power, power to reclaim um, our own, you know, what we want, our own dreams and mm-hmm. how we want to be different and break cycles, right? We mm-hmm. have that power. It's not just what's happened to me. Um, at some point, you know, we have that point where we get to make that decision of like, how do I want to live? Um, and what cycles do I want to break, regardless of what I've experienced? Yeah, I mean, that's another thing I've been learning is like, we are so powerful. Like, sometimes we are the only ones holding ourselves back. (laughs) Yeah, not believing that it's possible, not Not believing that we can, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever form that healing is, you know, just thinking it's not possible. And so I, I love what you've created and just holding that hope, you know, to all your listeners that might feel like, oh, like you said, it's too late for me or I have so much. Oh, that's great for them. But what about for me? I had all this stuff, right? Definitely. I feel like that's that's a big thing because I used to think like that too. Well, mm-hmm. it's easy for them because they have all of this. 
you know, they have all of, they have more money or, you know, um, I feel like that's one of the biggest thing about self-care too. They feel like it has to be expensive. It's too expensive. Exactly. This is a big myth. A big myth. Big myth. So someone believes that, like, what would you tell them when it's like, that's, that's, I feel like it's an excuse, right? But it's still valid, you know, where they say like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's too much money for me to continuously do this every month or like, you know. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would, I would say self-care, it doesn't have to cost money at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can, the things that you regularly do that you enjoy, those simple pleasures, whether it's like having a cup of tea in the morning or the evening. Or if it's going for a walk or just being in nature, for example, there's a lot of things you can do that you don't have to pay anything. Mm -hmm. Self-care is number one, making that time to do things that you enjoy, but also what restores you, right? I was having a conversation the other day about how this, this, what is self-care, right? Like (laughs) what what is doing nothing look like, you know, what does it, what does that look like for me? And you don't have to go on that vacation or go to like the spa for hours and hours, like Mm -hmm. just slowing things down for yourself, maybe doing things that restore you because for somebody, it might be slowing things down Mm -hmm. for somebody else. Restoring is like doing things that are active, right? Mm -hmm. It's whatever restores you where you feel like you can work and live from a place of like having your cup full versus um, being depleted and exhausted. It'd be really helpful. So start small. Start small. Yeah. Simple ways. Yeah. I feel like we have, again, another stigma about self-care too. This is like, it has to cost money or people who show it because there's, they're taking trips They're you know, you mentioned the spa or all this stuff, but it, especially I feel like someone who's brand new to self-care, just figuring out what they like to do at home that calms them down I feel that's where I started because I was just like well what is self-care because I I didn't grow up seeing my mom taking care of herself you know yeah yeah even with the smallest thing the skincare (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god I don't have a good skincare like I never saw my mom taking care of her skin like Mm -hmm. you know so it's just learning those little things that you can do for yourself Yes. Yes. Cause we spend so much time, right. Caring for others, mm-hmm. but it's, it could even be as simple as allowing yourself to like eat like a meal or drink water or a snack, like mm-hmm. instead of just rushing, right. Or going, it's like, how can I nourish my body is another form of self-care, right? right? Resting when tired, you know, if I'm, if I'm tired, how can I rest? Right? Do I need to cancel that commitment I have? Do I need to right, right. consider doing something else instead so that I could have time to like rest, even though I don't want to disappoint others? Right? Um, right. You know. Yeah. I think there's so many factors that you mentioned that I want to disappoint others because we think of others. We're like a lot of the time people pleasers. You know, people pleasing is such a big thing. Like. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm exhausted, but you know, I have to do this. Like, I don't want to disappoint them. You know, it's, it's so, so much that, you know, we have to learn and step back and focus on what we need. Yes. Yes. And when we do that, right. Mm-hmm. It allows us to show up more in the ways that we want to, right. Mm-hmm. Versus coming from like a place of like depletion, 
Yes. I can go, but am I really going to really be able to be present if I'm like falling asleep? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes we're like, you reach your goal, whatever that is, but you're not even enjoying it. Yes. I think that has happened to me where it's just like, I'm go, 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 or just not focusing on my wellness, my health or anything. I get there. I know I can get there, but Mm -hmm. I'm not even enjoying it. Oh yeah. And we, we talk about these messages, right? Like that we get one of them is like, okay, I'm going to be happy when I get that thing. Mm, I'm guilty. Right? So guilty right? of that. All of us are right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that no, you can be happy. You can have, um, you know, higher levels of well-being. you know, you can live more from a flourishing mindset and embodiment even if you don't have that thing right Mm -hmm. um and so establishing some of those practices like a gratitude practice you know a spiritual practice can be really helpful too as a form of self-care for some yeah i love that you said that because that's what i love about your wellness center because it combines spiritual side too which is i don't know maybe that's just my understanding like psychologists only stick to the science part of things and don't mix sometimes mm. the spiritual side of things maybe that's mm-hmm. just me thinking that that was just a belief i had but i yeah, love some that. some ascribe to that yeah right so i love that you combine that in your in your in your wellness center you provide that as well yeah we're passionate about like supporting the whole woman right mm. um you know there's so many different aspects to you right? Um, So yeah, something that we love just to be able to support someone holistically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. I'm a true believer holistic side too. um, That can do so much for us. You know, there there's so many layers, there's no right or wrong way to take care for yourself. Exactly. Personalized. (laughs) Yeah, never too late. It's never too late. So I love that. Well, thank you so much, Janelle. This was amazing. I loved our conversation and I learned a lot. (laughs) You're so welcome. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And just, I love this conversation. You know, I'm so glad that we met and I appreciate just you for being you and all the amazing things that you're doing as well. So thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it. I can't believe it's been a year since a year since we met. I know. (laughs) I didn't even, podcast wasn't even my mind when we we met. (laughs) Talk about evolution, right? We never know the path. We never know the path where we're going. So I appreciate your time and I hopefully we could do this again because I really enjoyed it. Same here. Take good care. Okay. You too.